Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. So Henry Cavill isn't going to be Superman or Geralt? Man, that sucks. For December 16th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Amazon is making a live-action adaptation of God of War, Facebook gaming is shockingly growing, and we'll check out the week that was with the Friday Replay. Back in October, Henry Cavill announced his departure from The Witcher. Cavill also announced his return as Superman in the new James Gunn-headed DC Cinematic Universe. However, on Wednesday, Cavill announced he won't be returning as Superman either. Cavill said on Instagram, quote, I have just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James Gunn tweeted out about the meeting, quote, Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But we just had a great meeting with Henry and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. While I'm not at all heartbroken about Cavill losing either role, it seems weird that James Gunn would hire Cavill and turn around and fire him, especially when James Gunn had just finished up figuring out what the DC Cinematic Universe is, the same day Cavill announced losing the Superman part. Makes me wonder if we might see Cavill sue Warner Brothers for screwing him out of the Witcher series. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Amazon Studios and Sony Pictures Television have partnered to create a live-action adaptation of God of War. It's been rumored that Amazon was working on a God of War adaptation all year, though nothing had been confirmed. Until now. Apparently, this God of War adaptation will follow 2018's God of War reboot, rather than the Greek mythology-inspired games that came prior. The official plot tease reads, quote, When his beloved wife died, 
dies, Kratos sets off on a dangerous journey with his estranged son to spread her ashes from the highest peak, his wife's final wish. Kratos soon realizes the journey is an epic quest in disguise, one which will test the bonds between father and son and force Kratos to battle new gods and monsters for the fate of the world. The only other information known about the God of War adaptation is that it's been in production since March, and that the showrunner is Wheel of Time's Rafe Judkins. So it'll be interesting to see how they end up casting for each of the roles. Sadly though, with production only starting nine months ago, I have a feeling we might be waiting a while to hear anything more. Stream Elements and Rainmaker.gg released their November State of the Stream report, and Twitch has seen a holiday dip in viewership, dropping to 1.6 billion hours watch compared to October's 1.8 billion. YouTube Gaming is continuing to fall as well, only achieving 244 million hours watched for November, down 33 million from October. Facebook Gaming was the only streaming service that actually saw some growth in November, hitting 414 million hours watched, growing 21% over October's 342 million hours watched. Stream Elements for the last State of the Stream report for the year highlighted some interesting stats for Twitch. The top five best debuting games on Twitch were Lost Ark, Elden Ring, Overwatch 2, FIFA 23, and God of War Ragnarok. Stream Elements also broke down the most watched games on Twitch, with League of Legends topping everything with 1.4 billion hours watched over the year. Grand Theft Auto V is right behind with 1.3 billion, Valorant is third with 1 billion solid, Counter-Strike Global Offensive had 660 million, and Apex Legends takes fifth with 577 million hours watched. Overall, it's been a pretty bumpy year for streaming, in particular Twitch, who has lost a few major streamers over the years to YouTube gaming. And I think we're starting to see the impact it's had on Twitch's viewership. Not to mention the many controversies Twitch has weathered this year that didn't help to grow the platform either. All right, it's Friday, and this is normally where we would check out a podcast review. But you know what? We don't have any new podcast reviews this week. So you know what? Do me a favor. In fact, if you wanted to do something for my birthday, which is on December 20th, you could go and leave us a podcast review. Apple Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, Podcast Addict, we check all of those platforms. Leave us a review, and we'll read it here on Friday. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All the way back in 2019, the World Health Organization officially recognized gaming disorder and addiction as real disorders. And shortly after that, Canadian law firm Calix Legal sought to approve a class action lawsuit against Epic Games on behalf of Canadian parents who claimed their children were addicted to Fortnite. Calix Legal claims that Fortnite is like a drug, saying that Fortnite, quote, is similar to cocaine addiction and cites an anecdotal story from 2018 where a British behavioral specialist likened Fortnite to heroin. Calix Legal further claims that Epic hired experts to ensure Fortnite was the most addictive that it could possibly be. Calix Legal also takes shots at Fortnite's esports scene claiming that Epic entices kids with promises of prizes and prestige, citing the Fortnite World Cup and its $30 million prize pool. The claims from Calix Legal stretch further into individual stories of parents neglecting to use basic parental controls. Which brings us to over the weekend, when Canadian courts ruled to approve the class action lawsuit against Epic Games, declaring that parents involved, quote, had a defensible case to make. In a statement to PC Gamer, Epic said, quote, We have industry-leading parental controls that empower parents to supervise their child's digital experience. Parents can receive playtime reports that track the amount of time their child plays each week and require parental permission before purchases are made so that they can make the decisions that are right for their family. Epic continues to outline their recently cabined accounts that they rolled out last week and finishes with, quote, We plan to fight this in court. This recent decision only allows the case to proceed. We believe the evidence will show this case is meritless. So I might surprise some of you here, but I do agree with Calix Legal that Epic might be using experts to make Fortnite's in-game purchases more appealing to kids and really everyone. Like recently, they just added the Hulk, Chun-Li, and Master Chief skins. And I do agree with Epic that they have decent parental controls. Though like I touched on last week, the key to parental controls are that parents need to actually use them. Because not only does Epic have parental controls, every game console, computer, phone, and hell, even your ISP has parental controls. You can track every part of your kid's digital experience if you take the time to use the tools that are given to you. And that's ultimately how Epic will fight and win this court battle. Because it's not really up to Epic to monitor your child's activity online. Continuing on with Litigation Week in Gaming, Activision Blizzard has filed a countersuit against the California Civil Rights Department. In this countersuit, Activision Blizzard alleges that the CRD has mishandled the current lawsuit that is proceeding to trial on February 23rd. Activision notes specifically that the CRD had withheld information about contacts with the media and labor unions, petitioning California Superior Court in Sacramento to force the CRD to release communications with most major news publications like the New York Times and the Washington Post, two publications that have broken a lot of stories 
around the Activision Blizzard controversies. Activision is also seeking all exchanges between the CRD and the Labor Union Communication Workers of America, which the Communication Workers of America helped both the Game Workers Alliance and GWA Albany to form. Overall, what Activision Blizzard is trying to achieve with this countersuit is two things. First, Activision is trying to undermine the CRD's current sexual misconduct lawsuit against them. Second, Activision is seeking communications between the CRD and Communication Workers of America. It makes me wonder if Activision is looking for a way to undermine the two unionization efforts under their roof. Either way, this lawsuit could potentially stall efforts to hold Activision Blizzard accountable for the years of fostering a workplace culture of harassment and abuse. Twitch last week admittedly did something good by adding tens of thousands more charities to their new charity tool. However, their vetting process needs to be reevaluated because Twitch added the UK hate group LGB Alliance as an approved charity. Specifically, the LGB Alliance is a group that doesn't recognize and fights against trans rights. This obviously sparked outrage amongst many streamers and led to 16,000 Twitch forum users to petition for the hate group to be removed. Twitch finally responded to the forum petition earlier this week, confirming that they have removed the LGB Alliance from the approved list of charities. Twitch also added that they, quote, do not allow charities that violate our hateful conduct policies on Twitch or whose organization or leadership engage in or promote behaviors that violate our terms of service. Twitch finishes their response with, quote, We regularly review the list and remove organizations that violate our policy. Which doesn't really quell my concerns that Twitch is actually vetting these charities in the first place. Especially when Twitch also approved a charity like Autism Speaks. Only 1% of the total donations that are given to Autism Speaks actually go to families in need of help. The rest of the money goes into strategic fear-mongering campaigns about people with autism. So I'm having a really hard time believing Twitch is going through the due diligence to sift through these charities. It's also disheartening that Autism Speaks had a Twitch forum petition to get it removed. And Twitch responded with, quote, This organization does not violate our terms of service. Overall, I'm glad that Twitch is continuing to support an actual good feature of the website, though it's just disappointing that Twitch yet again fails to moderate at the basic levels. Supercell, the mobile developer behind the cartoon mobile light game Brawl Stars, announced it was removing its loot boxes. Brawl Stars lead designer Frank Kynenberg had this to say in a developer update. To get this out of the way, with the coming update we will remove boxes. Yes, all boxes from the game. No more probabilities, no more random rewards, and no more playing the guessing game when you unlock Brawlers. Which is really surprising. A mobile game that is removing its gambling-style monetization model is kind of unheard of right now. Brawl Stars is still going to use microtransactions since they're continuing their free-to-play model, just with flat purchases of Brawlers and a season pass that allows you to unlock Brawlers through regular play. 
Supercell stressed this change in monetization is to make Brawl Stars more fair and predictable to players. Though with regulatory bodies around the world gearing up to pass legislation on loot boxes, the move seems more of a way to get ahead of the future regulations. Interestingly though, Brawl Stars players are not liking this new change with many players taking to social media to air their frustrations. And you're probably wondering why. Well, what it comes down to is the excitement of the loot boxes apparently outweighs the frustrations that come with them, with the most vocal being blissfully unaware that they're probably suffering from gambling addiction. Overall, I'll never play Brawl Stars, but good on them for making the right decision. Though the public perception of loot boxes being removed from games as of late is kind of concerning, because we saw the same kind of backlash from the public when Overwatch 2 dropped loot boxes in favor of their overpriced skins. All right, well, that's it for this week in Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, and CastBox. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.